The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Okay, so... Um, intro, introduction. So we're doing a new pair of that I have not learned inside before. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned in the, uh, the sheer announcement, uh, be prepared to be confused, <laughs> be prepared to work. Th- this is like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta say this just for, for myself. I mean, like, I know that, that, you know, I, there's different styles of sharing, but like, this is real learning, man. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> we struggle, we, we get good ideas some days and we don't get a good ideas others. So we're gonna, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to work for your Torah, then this is the the chaver for you. If not, then like go to YU Torah and listen to their uh, spoon fed shirim. You know, not to insult them, but I'm sure you'll find spoon fed shirim on there. Okay, so I pick. Why did I pick this uh, parak? Ah, because it's the crowning pasuk of Sefer uh, Mada. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so we are in. We have a, a Ramam Bakius Chavura. And uh, the Ramam has a crowning puzzle of every safer of the 14th Sfarim of the Mishnah Torah, plus one for the Mishnah Torah as a whole. And this one is the, uh, the crowning puzzle for Sefer Hamada comes from, from this parak. And so in my Ramam of Kiyos Chavura, we went over it in isolation, but I wanted to learn it in context. Uh, and that led me to this parak. So I've never learned this parak before. Uh, I've just done the work of translating it and like thinking about it initially, but we haven't, we haven't worked on it in depth. Um, so, uh, so that, so the plan, I think today, today will be translation and question day and maybe initial theorizing day. And then we'll try to hope to come up with a new idea for or like a, a main idea and work it all out on Thursday. Okay. That's the plan. Okay. So, uh, here we have, all right. Um, and I, I have this translation on the screen, which is the Robert Alter translation, but I'm willing to be flexible. Okay. Uh, and we'll, we'll modify it as we go. All right. So is like a term that appears in a lot of Mizmorim. They usually translate as like for the leader or for the conductor. And there are a lot of opening phrases in Tehillim that are musical indications. Okay. So I'm not touching that. It's its own sugya. Look up Lam the first time it appears and you'll see the Mepharshim talk about it. So for the conductor. Okay. But Le'evid Hashem Ladavid intrigues me. Does that intrigue you? Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Why does that intrigue you? Because like it is, but more than that, who do you associate Ever Hashem with? Moshe, Moshe. Moshe, right? I'm pretty sure, and I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure the only two people that are called Ever Hashem are Moshe and Yehoshua. Hmm. So it's high praise. Hmm. Certainly in Chumash, the only person called Ever Hashem is Moshe, you know? So like, that's very big. <laughs> okay. What about Eliyahu? I, I'm not... Really? Okay, that could be. I, 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 I don't know. I'm asking. don't know all of Nevi'im... Uh, Nevi'im, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. If you find it, let me know. Okay, so Le Evet Hashem Le David, what do you make of the Lamed? Same as Lamed, not same. So what do you make of the Lamed? <laughs> like, by, like, he's the one who composed it. Okay, so one possibility is he's the one who composed it. The other possibility is it's about him. Half of him. It's what? 
commissioned on behalf of him or just for his honor? Commissioned on behalf of him. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so by the way, so Shimon, if you've, you've like had probably learned more telling than I have. So feel free to jump in with any stuff you've learned from like high school and such. Uh, he was saying at one point how his high school Rebbe also held by the pivot point theory. Really? The only other person I've ever heard of who holds by the pivot point theory. So that's like, and, and I know that I don't know his Rebbe personally, but like um, I've read his stuff. Not on Tillin, but like he, he knows what he's talking about. So like, yeah. So and anyone else that goes for anyone else. Also, I just have a notion when went to uh, had Tillin here this year in high school. But yeah. So either written by David or for David on behalf of David. So we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. It's okay. Um, everyone has a catchphrase. Ramam's is yes, <laughs> All right. All right. Now it gets grammatically weird. Nu'um pesha la rasha. So nu'um means says or saith. Pesha is rebellion or sin or offense. La rasha is to the wicked. So altar translates it as the, in quotes, inclination to rebel, says to the wicked, bekerev libi, within my heart. Uh, I got to read the whole passage. So here's how I would translate it, and then we'll see the altar after. Nu'um pesha la rasha says offense to the Russia in the midst of my heart. There is no fear of God opposite his eyes. So the pronouns are all messed up here. So you see the altar translated as the inclination to rebel says to the wicked within his heart, there's no fear of God before my eyes. So it changes the Libi to Libo and Enav to Enai. And that makes total sense to me. The only thing that doesn't make sense is why didn't David write that? You know? So the other way to say it is Num Pesha Larasha, Pesha says to the wicked, Bekir of Libi in my heart, in the heart of Pesha, in Pacha Elokim Lenegad Enav. There is no fear of God in front of his eyes. And then the other possibility is David is speaking. And he's saying, I don't know what Pesha Larasha is. But of Libi in my heart, in David's heart, in pocket enav. There's no fear of the Russia uh, before his eyes, before the Russia's eyes. So that makes sense in terms of like there's no fear in, the, in front of the Russia. So the, the whole question, yeah, the only one that makes like sense to me. Yeah, I like altars. It just doesn't make sense to me in terms of the words in the yeah, Hebrew. Yeah, in terms of the words. Yeah, and, and like thinking about it, that's all that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's what was being said. What was that? We couldn't quite catch. Um, he said that the only one that makes sense to him is the third one, which is uh, um, David is saying that there's no fear of God. Uh, sorry, there's um, in my heart. Well, I don't know what my heart is. Yeah, but it's something having to do with his reflection. He's reflecting and he's saying that there's no fear of God before the Russia's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So who's it talking about? Who's talking? Who's being talked about? That big question. In his mind, yeah. Would this be like the methodological point where like we zoom out and look at the whole and then maybe like go back and see yeah. like grammatical? That'll definitely help, yeah. And or it'll help slash hurt. So let's look at the next one and it'll help slash hurt. Okay. Ki hechalik elav be'enav. So same pronoun. Because it smoothed out for him in his eyes. Limso avono lisno. To find his iniquity to hate. Is hechalik like hifil? Will that help us to determine subject? 
I don't think it'll help us during subject, but it is he feel it's smoothed out. So I, I think like this for is, himself. No, not for himself. Uh, uh, I think the subject is Pesha, right? Because that's new okay. Pesha la Russia. Pesha was hechlik enough, enough, smoothed out for him in his eyes. Never mind. Uh, yeah, so so the altar translates it as uh, caressed him with his eyes to find his sin to hate. Now that's a literal translation, but to find his sin to hate, there we'll see when we look at the Mepharshim, it's not clear what that means. Does it mean God hates the sin? Does it mean the sinner hates the sin? Does it mean sin hates the sin? Or the sin is hated? The sin is hated. Or hating. Maybe the hating is what the sin is. Lisno, right? I mean, that does make sense. Avono Lisno is his sin is to hate. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's the confusing part. Okay. N- now it gets smoother to read at least. Okay. Divri piv aven umirma. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. Chadal lahaskil lahetiv. He has ceased to comprehend to do good. <laughs> no, that's chardal. <laughs> yeah, chadal is to cease. Chidlu lasos ra is Yirmiyahu or Yeshayahu, one of the Nevi'im. Aven Yachshov al Mishkavo. He contemplates iniquity on his bed. Yisyativ al derech lo tov. He sets himself up on a path that's not good. Ra lo yimas. He does not despise bad. Aven the hey, hey. Divrei fiv aven umirma. The words of his mouth are. Iniquity and deceit. Hadal He ceased. Has ceased to comprehend to do good. Avin Yakshov al Mishkavo. He contemplates or will contemplate um, uh, iniquity on his bed. Yisyativ al derech lotov. He will set himself up on a path that's not good. Ra lo yimas. He will not despise evil. Oh, I got to say a thing about Talon. Tenses make up what you want. If it's past tense or present tense or future tense, it could be either of the other ones. That's what I've learned from the Mepharshim. Things that are said in future tense could really be past tense. Things that are said in past tense could be future tense. Things that are said in past tense could be present tense. Just make it whatever you want. <laughs> okay. I mean, learn it based on the context. Like if it is talking about David's history, then it's probably past tense. If it's talking about Kali, so it's probably future tense. But like it, it, there are there are very few rules. Okay. This is a lot of pronouns. And pronouns are important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if pronouns are important. Yeah. Okay. Vav. Hashem b'hashamayim chazdecha. Hashem in heavens is your kindness. Emunascha ad shachakim. Your faithfulness is up until the upper heavens. I think shachakim is the heavens above the heavens. Tzidkaska kahare el mishpatecha tohom rava adam uvehema toshia adonai. Where do you recognize that from? Toshia. Isn't that a... Yeah. Where do you recognize it from more? No. What? Where do we say this pasuk every week? Mincha and Shabbos? Mincha and Shabbos. Red for Kadosh. Yeah, right. Mincha. Isn't that Sitkas Chatzedek? What was that? Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's in Sitkas Chatzedek, yeah. So wait, it might be before Kadosh. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to think about that also, yeah. Yeah, so we say in Sitkas Chatzedek on Mincha and Shabbos. Sitkas Chatzedek. So your righteousness is like the mountains of God. And I'm going to say this now, even though the Mavarshim will say it. Uh, Harekel, whenever it uses God in, uh, I don't know if this is just a Tehillim thing or it's an thing. God is often used just as a magnifier. So for example, um, ear, uh, Lelokim, 
a city to God. That's what is described as Nineveh as in Yonah. It was not a city to God. So the Mepharshim say it means a big city. Okay. Harekel is our, so uh, odd though is, to use is, God's it, name as a magnifier. It well, because seems... yeah, it is right. Um, uh, another one, one, one of the few pesukim that says shall have it, the flame of God just means a big fire. You know, so it is a thing. Uh, it doesn't need to mean like godly or associated with God. Yeah, Isaac. I feel like that's problematic for like everything we've been doing the past week in Rome. Because... <laughs> <laughs> but it's God. It's not. It's not UK Valke. And El- Kel is just power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's what the Mepharsim say. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. So it could just mean big mountains. Okay. Um, not necessarily mountains of God. All right. Your righteousness is like the mountains, is like big mountains. Mishpatacha tom raba. Your just, justices or your judgments are like the great depth. Adam uvahema. Toshia Adashem, man and beast or an animal, uh, you Hashem save. Okay. Ma yakar chastecha, how precious is your kindness, Elkim, God. Uvene Adam, betel kanafacha yechasayun, and mankind in the shade or in the protection or in the shelter of your wings, they will take refuge. Yeah, Isaac? Um, so this is, according to the way that the kudos are, it's Oh, okay. That 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 works out. Yeah. Did I not translate it that way? I thought I did. I thought I said, "How precious your kindness, God." Oh, God and man. Yeah. The way that this breaks it up actually it breaks it up um, before that, but. I don't know what you're saying now. Uh, let me look at it with my own eyes. I'm confused too. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. It says the asnath is under Adam, but the the verse break is in the middle of Elohim and Bnei Adam. Yeah, I'm going to ignore it. Maya karchaska Elohim, uvne Adam betelkan fachayechasayon. I mean, grammatically, that's the way you have to read it. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Bali Masur. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, Yervun, me, what was it? Do we, like, is it, does it have the same, like, Masurahimis? It does. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. Actually, I don't know. I think it does. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But if Uncleus can ignore it in the Chumash, then we can ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought Yeah, he does. And that's, that's the famous uh, um, <laughs> Right? Because the Pasuk says I gotta read the pasuk. Hold on. Gotta stop sharing. Oh, was I sharing the whole screen? Maybe I was sharing the whole screen. All right, so maybe I didn't have to stop sharing. Um, this is this is the uncle's violation. We have to learn this because this is a yisod. It's true. When man gets kicked out of Gan Eden, um, Hashem says. In Pasuk Chaf Beis, Gimel Chaf Beis in Brachis, Vayomer Adoshem Elokim, Hein Haadam, Vayomer Adonai Elohim, Hein Haadonai Elohim, Hein Haadam Hayak Achad Mimenu Ladas Tova Ra, Vata Penish Lach Yadoh, Lakach Gam Eitachayim Vachal Vachal Olam. So it's under 
כאחד ממנו, אוקיי? לדעת טוב ורע. So, אונגלוס translates it, let me look at the אונגלוס here, as חף גימל, חף בייס, ואמר השם אלוקים, האדם הווה יחידה באלמה. Man has become one in the world. Pause, breath, exhale. From him is to know good and bad. And the Ramam takes it that way also. Meaning that not Ke'achad Mimena, but Ke'achad cause Mimena Ladas Tovara. So that's, that's uh, that if Unglos can do it, if Unglos can ignore the Tamim yeah. based on the idea, then so can we. Yeah, especially given that Torskheim is, is doing that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Torskheim <laughs> does not rank as high as Unglos on the, uh, the Targum chain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then Tess says, Yurvion Midesham Besecha, Vinaha Adas. Yeah. How precious is your kindness, God? And mankind, or man, in the shelter of your wings, or in, in the shade of your wings, they will shelter. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is, uh, they will be sated from the abundance of your house, is how Alter translates it. And the stream of your delights or your delicacies you will give them drink. That's from a, one of the Zemiros. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's from the same Zemira that... The, that... Like Kothi Revaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one. What was that? What, what's the, what's the Zemira? Because it quotes the... Mishra David at the end? No, it's not Mishra David. That's a Perak in the Hillam. Um, I mean, this is too, but <laughs> that's not that. <laughs> yeah. It's not Kirsh Mishra Shabbos. It's... Um, it's... What was that? You did Nafesh? No, it's not. Yeah, we'll, no, it's we'll get it. Night. It's a Friday night song. It's Friday night song, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yud. Ki imacha makor chayim. Yeah, you'll find it. Uh, because with you is the... Now, I'm translating makor. I think I actually modified the English translation here. Yeah. Um, makor is wellspring. Okay. Um, I think alter translated as source. Uh, and in English, source is more ambiguous, but in Hebrew, it's uh, it's wellspring. Yeah, some komakadish. Komakadish, yeah. And I think they also quote the next pasuk, which is the one that we're focusing on. So hold on, just saying. From with you is the source or the wellspring of life. In your light, we see light. No, no, that's yeah. Michel chastecha liodecha. Michel chastecha. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the same zmira? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's earlier, though. Yeah. It's earlier? Okay, fine. Yeah. So so this is the crowning class of the Mishnah Torah here, of, of the Sefer Torah, uh, Sefer Hamada. Meshochas techa liyot echa v'tzitkascha liyishrelev. Extend your kindness to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Okay? That's what our side goal, our side quest is to figure out what that puzzle means in isolation. If you want to know what it means in Sorry, not in isolation. In context, if you want to know what it means in isolation, then listen to the uh, Rama Bakir Shir on that puzzle <laughs> on 3611. All right. Al Tavu'ini Rego Ga'ava, do not. Oh, this is also hard to translate. Al Tavu'ini Rego Ga'ava, do not let the foot of haughtiness come to me. Where's the uh, altar say? Let not the foot of arrogance come to me. Okay, fine. Viyad Rishaim Al Tanidani, and do not let the hand of the wicked move me or uh, nod is like to, yeah, to disturb or to move. All right, then this last one's also pronoun-wise um, problematic. Sham, or sorry, tense-wise. Sham naflu poale aven dohu v'lo yachlu kum. So I would translate that as there, uh, 
the doers of iniquity fell. Dohu, they were pushed aside below Yahlukum and they were not able to get up. Altar translates it. Oh, I think I actually changed the altar here. Maybe this is my translation based on the altar. I don't remember <laughs> anymore. I typed it out, but I think I made changes as I went. Yeah, Isaac? Um, so I've been following a little bit of Targum <laughs> because I can't help it because it's where I'm from. Okay. Um, and I definitely didn't understand part of it, but um, he, he has an interesting like, different way that he translates it. He translates the last Pusik. Yeah. Um, oh, so let me, let me display the Targum on the screen so that people can see. Uh, last Pusik is uh, Yud Gimel. Yeah. Someone yeah. following of the Shikar, they're called the doers of falsehood. Falsehood, yeah. Idafian Yosefun when they come, they fall and they not they don't um, like get up again. Yeah, get up again. Yeah. Not they don't continue to stand, but they'll get up again. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay, so did anyone catch the pivot? Um, I thought that it should be from talking about Russia to. Not talking about Russia. Yeah. Where is and that? Was it? And then it went back to Russia. Oh, you're right. It went back to the Russia at the end. Uh, but I think that's debatable. Mm -hmm. Right. So where where is the pivot? After five. Yeah. So one through four. I mean, or I guess really more two through four, but like you know, one's just the intro. It's talking about the Russia. Oh, sorry, through five. Yeah, yeah, through five. Yeah, yeah, through end of five. Yeah, and then six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven is talking about Hashem, right? And then twelve and thirteen is debatable, right? Because it's talking about it's a hinge method. Yeah, it's um, it's talking to Hashem. Let not the foot of arrogance come to me, right. and then the wicked move me. So it's talking about the wicked, but it's asking Hashem. And I feel like the 13 is, is connected to 12. Whatever we say that is. Yeah. Okay. So the question, again, we got to keep our eye on the, on the ball here. Um, so let's focus on one through five and understand what that's saying. Okay. Now, because ordinarily I would, I would suggest we try to understand this on our own, but because it's so difficult, because just the reading is so difficult. I, I suggest we look at one of the Mepharshim. And the of the Mepharshim I looked at, even though Radak is, is my my bro, um, the Me'iri, I think, is better here. Yeah. For Mizmore to Hillem, consider... Oh, just one second, Shayla. Yeah, you know, oh, the second point, when you mentioned the tenses, not really matter. Yeah. So, like, uh, I noticed in the, the footnote, the Arthur footnote, quotes Radak saying on the last Pasuk, that uh, in prophetic vision, future events are described as art. Yes, that's one of the principles that, that is, uh, is is emphasized is that the Navim speak of future events in the past tense because they're so certain that it's as if it already happened. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's a problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so you can't tell if they're talking about the past or the future. Yeah, good point. Yes, Shane Leah? Yeah, I was just curious because when, when we think of tefillah, we think of them in like that formula of like the Shabbach, the Bakasha, and then the Hoda. And I'm wondering here, like I'm noticing like these size Jehillims, we tend to have our pivot towards six or seven. And like he kind of like opens, then he says a little bit about how it applies. And then he brings it back as like a request or like something personal. I'm just wondering if like the Tehillim have like, like a theme, like where we can have like something that happens to Tefillah, like that three-part formula. Like I'm wondering if there's a formula. I don't know enough to universalize. 
I got to learn about a dozen, a couple dozen more tailings first. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at, um, for, I guess for the rest of tonight, let's just look at the first, uh, what do we say? Five. So let's look at the Meiri. Okay. Uh, and then just try to define the first half. Okay. Um, so Lam Natech Levit Hashem Ledavit. Okay. So Meiri on the bottom right says, Oh, okay. So, Nivalim, uh, how do you translate Nivalim? Carcasses. Say again? Carcasses. Oh, that's a third option. <laughs> I thought you were going to say an instrument, and then I was going to say a scoundrel. But then carcasses are also <laughs> like Nivala, uh, yeah. Okay, so I think here you mean scoundrels. Okay. No, it's probably not carcasses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you'll see. I was What kind of scoundrel? Yeah, I don't know. What, I think naval Bahinor, right? Yeah. yeah. What kind of scoundrel? Mis. So you'll tell me what you think this is. Mischastim umarim talpehem laharos asmon kebale emuna. Mischastim means they pieify themselves. No, it doesn't mean slap themselves in the face with a pie. They make themselves. So this is the reflect. We came across this in Mishle a couple last week. The reflexive in uh, Hebrew primarily means, sorry, he's pile primarily means reflexive. You do an action to yourself, but also means to pretend. So mischastim means they pretend that they're pious. Umarim talpehem. What's that muscle? Yeah, what does Talpeim mean? Uh, that's no, tough. No. Yeah, sorry. yeah, that's tough. And to- this is not Tafel like uh, like side dish that's like with a tough. They show their hooves. Mm, what is yes. that? The pigs, right? So the pigs show their hooves to say, look, I'm kosher, but they really don't chew their cud, right? Um, so they show their hooves. Laharos Atman Kebale and Muna. To show off as though they have emuna, okay. So that's the subject of the pasuk going to the miri. Okay. Now I know when we learn mishlei, which I figure out on our own, but we don't know how to learn tehillim as well. So we're learning the miri. Okay. So that's what he says. The subject of the pasuk is let's follow. Let's follow his lead. Uvekirbam irbam, but their ambush is in their midst. So they in the, in their hearts they hold ambush. Okay. We'll see what the ambush is. Lachbor, he says, Lachbor bepinos ha'emuna v'yesodosa, to deny the cornerstones of emuna and its foundations. Okay. So these are people who pretend to be holy, but inside they deny, they deny the yesodos. Why are you shaking your head? I'm thinking of a specific, a specific example, but I don't want to say it with the recording on. I'll pause the recording. <laughs> Hold on. Recording. So this is someone who pretends to be pious. And uh, and really is designed. Uh, and it's interesting. It's not that they're pretending to be pious and violating halacha. Is they're pretending to be pious and they're denying the Yisodei Torah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're orthoprax. Okay, all right. So let's see what he says. And that'll be interesting with the Rambam then, being that it's like a, the opening to like Yisodei Torah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a that's a question that I, I in the Rambam here I acknowledge I methodologically don't know how to approach like. Is the Ram just borrowing the phrase? Is he taking it from context? Like, we didn't really know. So I think we came up with a good idea there. If I, I don't remember the idea <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, it. so it is a good question. Yeah. Okay. So, for a servant of Shem for David, Klomar, namely, uh, in other words, Shu Davak be Emunaso Yisale. So, what does it mean that he's an Evid? It means that he clings to his Emuna in God. 
may he be exalted, dibuk chazak, with a strong clinging. Umarchik umataiv kola koferba, and he he distances himself and abominates anyone who denies it. Hain bichlal, hain bifrad whether in general or in particular, meaning I think that's qualifying the denier, whether they deny all of the Yisodei Torah or just one of them. Kamamar, um, as it says, Chavir ani l'chol asher yiru'ucha, I am a friend to anyone who fears you. I assume the you is God. I quarrel with those who quarrel with you. Okay, so that's that's why it's saying Evan Hashem Ladavi. So it's interesting because it doesn't say... The implication is it's not he's not being called Eved David because he's equal to Moshe. Why is he being called Eved David? Or I mean, Eved uh, uh, Hashem? Yeah, it's emphasizing, it's underscoring how faithful he is to Hashem as opposed to the Kofrim. So if we weren't contrasting this with the Kofrim, we wouldn't necessarily call him an Eved Hashem. Almost reminds me of like Noah, Ish Tzadik Hayat Tamim Hayat that he's Tamim in comparison to his his generation. You know, not to downplay David, but it, it's. I just don't want to like use Moshe's praises, like just scatter them out. Like you get Eved Hashem, you get Eved Hashem, you get Eved Hashem, you know? Okay. Nu'um pesha la rasha b'ikher of libi. I mean, it's not you doing it, it's Dovid doing Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like the Miri thing stuff is not doing it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I don't want to say the Dovid's doing it either. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But Machalokas, by the way, uh, I meant to talk about this last week, but I guess I forgot. Um, whether Tehillim is Nevoah or Ruch HaKodesh. And then if it's Ruch HaKodesh, is it all from David or is it from David and other people? Machlokas? No one holds it's Nevoah but from other people? I don't think so. Hmm. At least Sadiqon says it's Nevoah entirely from David, even the ones that are attributed to other people. Yeah, and the Ibn Ezra brings up many opinions, but he says, for example, that the ones that are attributed to other authors or about later events were said by later authors in later times, and they added. Yeah, and there, there's Ruch HaKodesh, yeah. And her radical Bible theory that there's no basis whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's quite a pattern there. Okay. Nu'um Pesha Rasha, the care of Libi. All right, Klomar, Ma'amar... Uh, where do we go next? Mamar hachet va pesha asher Russia. So this is the statement of sin and rebellion of to the Russia or of the Russia. Who be care of Libi is in the midst of my heart. Klomar, in other words, ani makir besichli devarav umachshavto. I recognize with my intellect his words and his thoughts. Even though he portrays himself. Uh, he, he makes himself, he pretends he's he's a chassid and he prepares himself as a ball and muna. So this is David talking according to the Miri. So how's he reading it? Um, he's reading it as, yeah? The David, um, in, in David's heart, in David's mind, he sees that the, um, that the Russia is, sorry, I just a new. Sayeth. Sayeth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he knows that iniquity is speaking to the Russia. Yeah, so so iniquity speaks to the Russia in my mind, meaning David sees that iniquity speaks to the Russia in and I see that there's no fear of God in his eyes. So David sees through his ruse. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay, so now he's being specific about which, which fundamental he's denying. He does not believe in, in, in reward and punishment. Vuhu Amro. Was it? Oh, yeah? I feel like this is a fairly common phrase. Uh, yeah, Gumul Onesh. Gumul can be used for both reward and punishment, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, on, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what Isaac's saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Ramban calls it the Shara Gamul, not the Shara Sakhar. Yeah. Um, Vuhu Amru. What? Yeah. Um, he, Vuhu uh, Amru, this is his statement. He smoothed out, it smoothed out with him in his eyes. Limso Avanolisno to find his iniquity to hate. Glomar, what does this mean? Uvizos Hakfira, with this denial, Hechalik Latma, he smoothed out for himself. Raslomar Hanaim Henim Latma, he made pleasant for himself. So smooth out is like to rationalize in a pleasant way, I guess, is how we would say it. Uv Enav, and in his eyes, Raslomar Birumizus Enav, Lasos Rak Ra, with hints of his eyes, winking, excessive winking, to do uh, only evil. Ulhapis Ulhazer Ahar Ha'avon, and to search and pursue the iniquity, because he doesn't fear sin. Uh, we'll, we'll summarize it after we finish the puzzle. To find his sin, his iniquity, to search for and to look after until he finds it. Run now and find the arrows. So find means like to search and find. Uh, that's what he's quoting the puzzle, not just to find. Meaning search after him until you find him. Umilas lisno, and what does it mean to hate? Roslomar lisno hatov, to hate the good, not to hate the avon. Kederach as Hashem azvu lishmor, as it says, they abandon Hashem to guard. Klomar lishmor derachav, to guard his ways. Meaning they abandon Hashem in terms of guarding his ways. So this is, they abandon the sin in terms of like, sorry, uh, to hate, to hate the good. I don't know what he's saying, but he's saying it's to hate the good. Or uh, to find his iniquity means that his ways are pleasant in his eyes. Until he finds his iniquity to be punished. Until he hates his life. So the question is, is he hating the good or is he hating his life because of the punishment? Okay, I feel like the first way is better. Because he's denying reward and punishment. So if he's getting his comeuppance in Pasuk Gimel, then like, what's the rest of the paragraph about? Okay. Um, we'll, we'll put it together after we finish this half. Divri piv avin umirma. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. Klomar kfiros bedivri sheker. So Mirma here, I would have assumed Mirma was like deceiving people. He's saying it's deceiving people in terms of his beliefs about God. So meaning denials and words of sheker. Chadal Haskil, he has ceased to, to comprehend. Okay, so it's not just a straight of denial. He's also withheld himself from learning Chachma and Torah because he doesn't want to face the truth, because he can't handle the truth, right? Darko Mitoch Limuda, until he improves his way, or to the extent that he would improve his way from his learning. In other words, he's withholding himself from Torah and Chachma because that would lead to an improvement in his ways. Through learning. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he's saying that he, he's doing it because of that. It's like he's holding himself from doing that. And therefore, he's not going to get the improvement that would come about. Through learning. You could read it that way, or you could read it the other way. 
I don't know, mana odd. He's withholding himself until. Could be the until is part of his intention or it could be just the result. Kikol kachushka bekfira. He's so entrenched in denial. She'af eno rota lilmo darche Torah that he doesn't even want to learn the ways of the Torah. Uva chadal haskil hadiv. And he comes to cease to comprehend to do good. Bekesher halamid. Uh, uh, in regards to the Laman, they ceased building the city. That's Migdal Bavel. And he and she ceased to speak to her. I don't know what that is. It's in Rus, but I don't know what that is. Okay, one more possible and we'll summarize. And it went back and it said, Avin Yakshov he contemplates iniquity on his bed. So the bed is the place where he thinks and he um sorry, Isaac. Pictures his thoughts. The Amar Shakol Makshavosav Oven, and it says that all of his thoughts are iniquity. Visiativ al Derech Lotov. And he um he sets himself on a path that's not good. Shakol Kach Yashki Uhu Kfirozov. That's like the third time he said this. He's so entrenched in his uh, denials, Munos Hafaseros, in his deficient beliefs. Shalo Yuchalahis. Oh, this is an important point. He cannot completely conceal them in pretending about his piety. So he's not succeeding in, in like uh, in his ruse. Okay. Aval rather Yamod al Emuna Bilti Shlema. He remains with an, a belief that is incomplete. Even though he doesn't completely publicize himself. Okay. Um, this is what it means when it says he does not despise evil. Klomar, what does it mean? He does not despise the publicizing with the utmost of the beliefs of his uh, of his evil beliefs. To distance from them properly. What does that mean? He doesn't despise other people who publicize? I think it's not just that he... Let a few like slip through usually, but there's a few that he is okay with publicizing. Yeah, I was thinking lo those who are public, but tachlis ra emunasan in the utmost of their evil, meaning he's concealing it, but there are people who are like open in their kafira and he does not fully despise them. Yeah. to to distance himself from them properly. So like what I'm picturing here is like like these guys spout their kafira and like he waggles his eyebrows and licks his lips. Like he's not saying his kafira outright. He's like, yeah, you know, like he's like, he's like siding with them, but he's not being open about it. Yeah. Okay. So now we got, we got, we got a big picture of these and then it goes into um, a little, we'll just read one more line. Now it goes into the perfect beliefs or com- complete beliefs. That are against the Emun of the Rasha. So let's try to figure out the first half now in the remaining five minutes. Okay, so yeah. Um, so what is the main idea of the first uh, five psukim here? But it's concealed kfira. And this is the, that's the interesting thing, right? That this is not an open kofir. So I feel like we have to raise the question, why is he concealing it? Meaning... Like I almost want to be Eliyahu Navi, right? How long are you going to like jump between these two fences? Like, if Hashem is God, go after Him. If Baal is God, go after Him. These people are, pre- and it's not just that they're pretending to be religious; they're pretending to be pious, mm-hmm. and they're concealing their kfira. 
So that that's like a, in other words, we're not talking here. I'm, I'm associating to our Puskin Michele from, I don't know when. <laughs> I can't keep track anymore. Um, when do we say this? That the the people who aren't, oh yeah, yeah last night. Last night, um, the uh, it's not the 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 people who there's one person who's just overcome by his yater, his tivas. Okay, fine. But then there's people who are preaching like a philosophy of corruption. So that shows that they're not just like giving it to the tivas, you know. So like I'm not saying that's the same personality, but here this guy is masquerading as someone who's pious and pretending to be a believer. But in his heart, he, he denies reward and punishment and feels comfortable plotting evil in his bed because he thinks there's no punishment and identifying with people who are full-fledged Kofrim. So that's like a very specific kind of uh, of Russia, you know? And I think the Pesha, I think we have to translate the Pesha as rebellion now because this is not just ordinary uh, shogig hate. This is like, he's got a, a, a rebellious uh, streak here, you know? Yeah, he, he doesn't want the social consequences of being. A that would be the, I think, the most likely cause, right? Is yeah. that why would you pretend to be a Hasid when in your insides you don't believe and you also like don't hold that you're going to get punished only for the social? Like you're afraid of man, but you're not afraid of God, or like you don't hold that God is uh, involved, you know? So, so you're going to keep up the act for people, and you're going to like play up the act for people. Um, and, uh, and not, not, uh, but even though you don't believe it. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good shot. Yeah. Cause there's going to be cracks in the facade. Right. There's gonna be cracks in the facade because what's the, uh, the Abraham Lincoln thing is you could fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Mm. Right. Uh, and so like, he'll, he'll be, he'll like, you know, put on his, his, uh, his fill in, uh, and then like, um, uh, get caught, uh, or not get caught, but like, you know, be checking his text on Shabbos or whatever, you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a very, very specific kind of Russia, which is very, I feel like very contemporary. Yeah. He'll have like green receipts uh, on um, someone who texts him from Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then the second half in the remaining two minutes, What's the main idea? <laughs> I mean, like, the, what's the contrast here? Because he, he he talks about Hashem's chesed that on the surface is incongruous. If David talked about his own righteousness and his own integrity, that would be very fitting. But why are you talking about Hashem and the way Hashem relates to man? Adam I think the whole point is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. I think the first part is is specifically the Russia is very focused on the realm of man and like looking at what people are doing. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's very focused on that. Um, and so in contrast, the the person who's actually like a cousin isn't thinking about that at all. He's not thinking about the fact that he's Looking like chesed, mm-hmm. he's um, he is just focused on chesed Hashem. Uh huh. Um, I still, I, okay, I like that, but I do, I still find it weird. Focusing on chesed Hashem is weird when we've been talking about the emuna of the Russia. If it focuses on MS Hashem, that would be more congruous. But why focusing on God 
bestowing chesed, or if you're talking about God punishing the Rashaim, I'd be down with that also. You know, like the Russia denies the Eschar Onish, and uh, David Melach affirms that people who deny that are going to get punished. So what, why the chesed and the teshua and the yechasayun and the knafecha and the chesed, like it's all talking about God's excess good, yeah? Because didn't you say that the guy specifically denying Scarbonish? Yeah. So, like the chesed, I mean, it could be taken in that framework as a as a result of of good that you do. Yeah. And so that's going to be the exact thing that would hypothetically like turn this guy around. Mm-hmm. That like seeing like the hashgacha and the direct. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> it's like a, it's curative. My question is like, uh, is would that affect this kind of guy? Logically, it's the the idea he needs, but would this guy accept it? Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to wait till next week. Yeah. Okay. Good. But we, but it's uh, I got I feel like we have a foot in the door though. Yes. Okay. Good. It's not. It was not a total uh, a total confusion fest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Um. So, uh, Joe. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.